Uh, hey, Fellowship, how, how, how are you doing this morning? Or I really shouldn't say this morning. For us, it's Thursday morning. It's early Thursday morning. Uh, like you, when we heard uh, the governor's stay-at-home order, uh, I immediately called Pastor David, and we started talking about uh, how we could record our weekend services so that we can stream them uh, on the weekends. And so there's several principles. Actually, there's three principles that we use in making decision, honor, love, and faith. And so honor, how do we honor God and the church? How do we honor you? How, how do we honor our elected officials? And, and how, do we, how do we manage all that? And then love, love your neighbor as yourself. And so uh, the church is, cares about and cares deeply about the hurting and the marginalized, the most vulnerable. And so, so how do we love our neighbor as ourselves uh, well during this period? I mean, there's a scripture that says, seek the welfare of the city. And then when the city is lifted up, you'll be lifted it up also and then then the issue of faith that we are to walk by faith not by sight and so honestly that's what we're doing we are simply walking by faith now and we are trusting him I mean when you look at this season we're in it's a, it's a difficult season for all of us and so we're trusting God with our finances we're trusting God with our church and and to be honest with you our giving has dropped dramatically our giving has dropped by about 50 percent and so if you call fellowship the Rockies your home then I would just simply in invite you uh, to, I would encourage you just to simply give. Uh, you can text to give, you can go online to give, uh, fellowshiptherockies.org slash give. Uh, you can still mail your check into the church, but here's what the scripture says. It says 1 Corinthians 16 2, on the first day of the week, each of you is to put something aside and store it up as he may prosper. So there will be no collecting when I come. And so like I told you, when we heard the stay-at-home order, uh, Pastor David and I started talking, and we gathered up a worship team, and, and so and, and we have recorded the message, and over the course of the weekend, starting Saturday night at 5, uh, it'll be viewed online. And, and as I told you last week, I've been your pastor for over 25 years, and, and we've walked through a lot of stuff together, and we're going to walk through this together. And just as a reminder to you, uh, the, the Fellowship Five, the five promises that I've made is just simply this, is that we're going to walk through this crisis together. There's several ways that you can communicate with us. You can email us, email us at fellowshiptherockies.org. You can still call the church, 719-544-5000, and then you can select pastor on call, and that'll ring directly uh, to a pastor's cell. And then, and then we want to help you and your family stay spiritually healthy, and so we're going to continue to offer worship services. It may look different. We don't know, but we're going to offer worship service, and we're going to continue to stream them online. We have life groups that are meeting by Zoom, and we have Bible studies, Bible studies meeting by Zoom and, Zoom and electronically. We're posting on Facebook. We're going to continue to offer worship services. I already said that. We're going to continue to help your family stay spiritually healthy. And then if, if you get sick, we're going to care for you. We've been doing that for over 25 years. And so, again, you can contact us. Email us at fellowshiptherockies.org, 719-544-5000 is, is our phone number. And then we're going to help you to, to serve others as we, as we begin to serve others. And so I, I've been thinking a lot about this social distancing stuff. And I get the definition of that, and I understand why we say that. But really, as a church, we're not practicing social distancing. We're practicing physical distancing. Because when I look at this, uh, we're just, there's just some physical distance between us. Because socially, we're still connected. 
I mean, we're the body of Christ, and as a result of that, we're connected together. And then we're connected by, through technology, or whether it's life groups, through Zoom. In fact, is our life group met last week over, over Zoom. And so, so we are still connected to one another. It may look differently, but one day, and that day's coming, one day we're going to get through this, and one day we'll be assembled together in one room, and we'll worship together. Well... If you have your Bible's electronic devices, I would just simply invite you, either click to, turn to, uh, Psalm, well, the 23rd Psalm. As you know, last week, I just, I just preached one verse last week out of the 23rd Psalm. I preached on, on the issue of fear. I will walk through the valley of the shadow of death, and I will fear no evil, for you are with me. It's just a remembrance of that. Your rod and your staff will comfort me. And the God, God kind of settled in my heart that maybe I'm to settle in the, in the 23rd Psalm for the next several weeks and just carry you through the Psalms. So, so I went back up to verse 1, and, and I want to talk to you about this 23rd Psalm. Over the next several weeks, we're just going to unpack this because the Psalm, the 23rd Psalm, will help you to know God better. It'll help you to know him better because what you know will get you through. To where you understand that he loves you, he cares for you, he cares deeply for you. To help you understand that how much you, he mat, you matter to him. When you look at the Bible, the Bible, when you read the Bible, you don't read the Bible to know the Bible as much as you read the Bible to just simply know God. Because when you understand him and you know how much you matter to him, it can change everything. It can help you to trust him. You look at the 23rd Psalm and you realize it's just this assurance. It's, a, it's this assurance that gives the Christian like this, this peace or this, this peaceful rest. And so Psalm 23 <coughs> verse 1 says this. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. In fact, as the New Living Translation renders it this way, it says, the Lord is my shepherd and that's all I need. Understanding that he is your shepherd, that he cares for you. The scripture says, it's just this statement, it's so interesting, it's just, it's just this calm statement, it's just a statement of fact. I mean, before there's a petition, before he is asking God, David wrote this psalm, before he's asking God for anything, he's making this statement of fact. The Lord is my personal, the Lord is my shepherd. And so this morning, I want to talk to you about this issue of worry. Maybe when you, were, when, when you heard Governor Polis uh, issue a stay-at-home order, it, it, it caused you to worry. It brought up a lot of emotion, maybe worry and anxiety, maybe, maybe even some fear. Maybe when that, that alert, you know, that horn came over your, your cell phone and then you read the alert, maybe that created some worry in your life. You know, it's interesting right after that that the Colorado State Patrol issued an alert as well. It came across my phone. It was like this horn that went off. And when I read it, they were saying, like, like please stay calm. Please don't panic. Grocery stores will remain open. Gas stations will remain open. Don't make a run to the grocery store. Don't, don't start hoarding don't panic because when you look at this, we're all prone to worry. We're all prone to anxiety. We're all prone to this issue of, of just panic. And, and I, but I got to admit to you, when I, when I first heard the press conference, all of these, these what-ifs, all of these worries came up in my mind. Uh, what, what, what ifs and what are we going to do and how are we going to handle this? How are we going to minister to people? How are we going to stream our service? How are we, all of these things about the future. 
our greatest source of worry many times, well, fact is, all of the time, is about tomorrow. Our life comes from God, and that includes my life. Scripture says, the Lord is my shepherd, and, and I shall not want. We have, this, we have this illusion, I think. We have this, in fact, this is an illusion of life that we think, and we have this idea that, that if these set of problems, like, go away, then I'll not worry anymore. We look at a set of problems, we look at a situation, and we say, you know what, if these will just go away, then I will have no more worries. And so we, we worry about things, and, and, and if you look at this, we, there were things that we worried about before the coronavirus, uh, and you know what, after the coronavirus, there'll be things that we worry about. It's interesting about this issue of, of worry that, 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 that when you look at this issue of worry, problems come and go, but worries remain. Worry, when you just grab a, like a working defin definition of worry, it's assuming responsibility that God in never intended for me to have. Worry is simply this, assuming responsibility that God never intended for me to have. I mean, we've been, har we've been looking at this one thought since January. And in Psalm 46.10, right? Just, just be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted over the nations. I will be exalted over the earth. In other words, this issue that he is God and you are not. He is in control and you are not. I mean, be concerned and, and planning is just like different than this issue of worry. When you look at this issue of worry and you just kind of want to flesh it out and kind of a working definition, worship is, is like, or, or worry is like, worry is playing God. It's trying to control the uncontrollable. Worry is worthless if we're not careful. I mean, it, it can't change the past. It can't change the future. I mean, it can only mess up today. It can only mess up your day right now. When you look at this issue of worry, it's an incredible waste of energy. Worry never accomplishes anything in life. It never, listen, it never solves anything. Worry has never solved one problem. Worry cannot change your past, uh, no matter how much you worry about it. Worry cannot control the future. It only, listen, it only makes us miserable today. Worry, look at this, worry like exaggerates the problem, right? I don't, I don't know if you're like me, but the more I worry about something, the bigger that problem gets in my mind and the smaller God gets. When you look at this issue of worry, worry exaggerates the, the problems. And, and I've also learned that worrying about something has never changed anything. Worrying about something has never worked in my life. Listen, if, if I can change the situation, change it. But if I can't, it doesn't help to worry. Worry, when you look at this issue, worry only damages you. And they tell us that's where sometimes ulcers and, and backaches and headaches and insomnia can come from. They tell us that worry leads to anxiety and stress, and stress can lower your immune system. Our bodies, in other words, our bodies are telling us, you know what? Our bodies weren't made to worry. When we worry, listen, we were not made to worry. It, it, it damages you. It can damage you. It can damage relationships around you. When you look at the old English word for worry and you just look up that definition, it means to, to strangle or to choke. I mean, when you look at this issue of worry, worry can mess up today. It can strangle or choke the life out of you. It's interesting. When I, when I, when I look at my grandkids, my grandkids aren't really, they're not worried about a thing. They're not, 
the only thing they're concerned about, they want ducks. I mean, they think that their parents in this stay-at-home time should get them some ducks and life would be good. I mean, that is all they're concerned about. So in the time that I have with you, I, I just want to give you three things. Three things about the role of a shepherd. And we know, we know that Jesus is our good shepherd. But I want to give you just the role of a shepherd. And I'm hoping that will help you in this issue of worry. I'm hoping that will help you to make some sense out of some things in your life. And so the first role of a shepherd is this. <coughs> is that God protects God protects, John chapter 10, verse 14, here's what the scripture says. Jesus is talking, and the scripture says this. says, I'm the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, I know the Father. And I lay down my life for my sheep. And in other words, you look at this, and the role of a shepherd is to protect and a shepherd would guard. It would guard against predators. It would, it would guard against, it would guard the door. A shepherd would, would many times lay at the, the door, a gate or a sheepfold uh, to protect the sheep because his sheep meant everything to him. I mean, they, they, they were his life. They were his livelihood. Even when, 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 when he sleeps, he would, it was said that a shepherd would sleep with one eye open so that he could be awakened at a moment's notice to protect the sheep. And the scripture says Jesus chose, and it's so important to understand that, Jesus chose to lay down his life for the sheep. The true depth of, of love of God becomes apparent when you consider that important truth. That Jesus chose. He chose to lay his down, down his life for you. It, look at this, John chapter 10, verse 18, Jesus is talking, and he says, no one takes it from me, but I lay down my I lay it down, talking about his life, of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my Father. The good shepherd, shepherd Jesus Christ, was willing to lay his life down for, for you. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord can't be your shepherd until the shepherd is your Lord. The two go hand in hand. The two go together. Most people are, are very comfortable with God being their Savior, but, but not their Lord. But you can't have one without the other. When you look at this and what it means to be a Lord, it means to, it means to have control. It means to be in control. Lord simply means whoever is in charge, whoever is, is in control, whoever is, is controlling or con calling the shots. And, and Jesus Christ is Lord of your life. And if he's Lord of your life, then that means he's calling the shots in your life. If he's not, listen, if he is not guiding you, if he is not calling the shots in your life, then he is not Lord. And if he's not Lord, he's not, he's not the shepherd of your life because... The Lord is my shepherd. To accept Jesus Christ means, means about three things, and Jesus just lays that out in John chapter 10, verse 14. He says, I'm the good shepherd. I know, I know my own, and my own know me. Verse 27, my sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. John chapter 14, verse 14 and 27, Jesus says, I'm the good shepherd, and, and my own know me. 
They hear my voice, and they follow me. Hear, believe, obey. And so Jesus says there's three things about making him Lord. Is it is it you know Jesus. You have a personal relationship with him. You know him. You listen to him. And then you follow him. It means hear, believe, obey. To hear the word of the Lord. To hear his voice. To believe his word. To believe him. And then to obey him or to follow him. That is making him Lord of your life. And so the first thing is this. Is that God protects the role of a shepherd. And God is our shepherd. God protects. The second thing is this. God provides. God provides. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 20. Now may the God of peace who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with every good that you may do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. All the worry that you're worrying about, whatever it is, is honestly the root issue is a control issue. The root behind all worry is a fear. And it's a fear that, that you're not in control. Worry is always, and listen, worry is always an attempt in my life and your life to try to control the uncontrollable, to try to control the things that are outside of your control. Be still and know that I am God. And I will be exalted over the nations. I will be exalted over the earth. He is God and you are not. He is in control and you are not. See, worry is this issue of assuming responsibility that God never intended you to have, that God never intended you to be designed for. Listen, whenever you and I try to control the uncontrollables in our life, whether we could try to control kids or we try to control spouses or, or we try to control the government or we try to control what's going on or we try to control the, the response to the coronavirus or anything like that, and you try to control something that is uncontrollable, then it's always going to cause you to worry. And it, 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 isn't it strange what everything's being stripped away right now? And we... We can't even control if we have toilet paper or not, right? In our life group this last week when we joined together on, on Zoom and, and when we connected with each other, you know what dominated a lot of our, our conversation? Toilet paper. Who would have ever thought we're talking about who has it and who doesn't and we're just discussing that? I don't know if you're like me, but before the coronavirus and before what we're walking through, I would spin a roll of toilet paper like there was no tomorrow. Now I count squares. And it reminds me when I was in Beattlestock, Poland in the 90s, and they were rationing toilet paper, and you only were allotted, you only got three squares a day. And now, I'm, and now we're kind of dealing with that. Listen, whenever, listen, whenever, whenever we worry, that should, be a, that should be like a warning light on the dashboard of our life that goes off. And it should go off, and we should, we should be reminded, you know what the root issue is? I'm trying to control too much. The root, listen, the root behind all worry is this issue of control. Every time you and I start worrying, it means that, you know what, you're trying to control something that you have no control over. And the question is, is who is in control of your life? Because, honestly, God gives us that option. I mean, he gives us that option. He's not going to force himself on anybody. 
And so you, you have choices. You, you, have, you have an option. You have two options that you can make. Either you can be in control of your life or he can be in control of your life. And if, if, you have, if you believe in that, like that Christian bumper sticker that sometimes you see on cars where someone I have it on a car and it says, says God is, you know, God is my, my co-pilot, then, then guess what? If, if, you, if you go through life like that and if you think God is your, co- your co-pilot, then, then when you crash, you cannot blame him. You need to switch seats. God, listen, God is not going to force himself on you. Either you can control your life or you can allow him to control your life. He made you. He knows what you need. He knows what will make you happy. The Lord is my shepherd. He is my shepherd. He protects and he guides and he provides he wants to take care of me. He wants to take care of you. Listen, playing God in your life and playing God in my life is the root of worry. And every time we start playing God in our life, we're going we're gonna to worry. Listen, if, if, you, if you're running your life without God's direction, then maybe you should be worried. Because most of the things, most of the things in life, if we're honest, we can't control we just can't control, but listen, but if God is running your life, is God, if God is truly your shepherd, if, if, he's, if he's the Lord of your life, if he is a shepherd of your life, then you realize, you know what? He can control it. And as a result of that, I can rest and I can relax in him. I make Jesus the Lord of my life. I make Jesus the good shepherd of my life. When you understand he cares for you, and he provides for you, and he's your Lord, it changes everything. Listen, let me tell you something. Whenever God tells us to eliminate something out of our life, he always, (coughs) excuse me, he always replaces it with something superior. God always replaces a negative with a positive. Philippians 4, 6 says this. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Charles Haddon Spurgeon, a preacher of many, many years ago, said this. He said, anxiety does not empty tomorrow of its sorrows, but it empties today of its strength. You cannot free yourself from worry by just trying to force yourself not to worry. Paul makes this connection between, between worry and prayer fact is Paul takes a negative and replaces it with a positive and Paul says don't worry just pray and the best way to learn not to worry is to learn to to pray it's learn to pray about everything and prayer does listen prayer does not mean that you never worry what it does say is this is that when you when you feel worry coming on when you have anxiety then all of a sudden it's a listen it is a sign for you to take it to him in prayer it is a sign for you that, that, that you need to, like, like, get rid of that. And the way you get rid of that is by giving it to him. Your job is, is not to make worry go away. You and I cannot do that. So your job is not to make worry go away. Your job is when you worry to take it to God. He's talking about this type of prayer that is, like, like stronger than worry. I mean, if... It, if it's big enough in your life and if it's big enough in my life, 
to worry about. It's big enough to pray about. Some people say, well, you don't understand. I don't have time to worry. I don't, I'm sorry. Some people say, you don't understand. I don't have time to pray. But do you have time to worry? If you have time to worry, you have time to pray. And so Simon Peter was talking about this issue of prayer. He was talking about this issue, what to do with your worries, how, how to get rid of your worries. And, and he says this in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. He says, casting all of your anxieties on him. Because, this is so important, because he cares for you, because he's a good shepherd, because he loves you. And so Simon Peter says, this is what he's learned about this prayer that changes everything. Cast all of your worries, cast all of your anxieties on him. Why? Because he cares for you. That word cast in the Greek simply means to unload, means to let go of. It means to get rid of. It means to dump. It means to throw away. It means to drop. I mean, it means to take your worries and like, like take, to, take them to him and leave them there. And there's some people who say, you know what? I've done that. It just doesn't seem to work. But I think this is what a lot of us do. We don't, we don't really understand what it means to cast and what it means to let go of. And so let's just pretend for a moment that this, this Bible represents my worries. It represents that load that I'm carrying that I'm not designed to carry. And I'm, I'm like, I'm worried about this and I'm concerned about this. And so I, I, I decide, you know what? I'm, I'm going to cast it on him. I'm going to lay it at his feet in prayer. I'm going to get rid of it. I'm, I'm going to do what Simon Peter says, and I'm going to get rid of the worries, and I'm going to get rid of the anxiety, and I'm going to give them to him. And so let's pretend like this is God, like, standing here. And so w- we go to him in prayer, and we say, God, I, I want to I cast these on, to, on you, and I want to give them to you, and I want to lay them at your feet. I'm not going to carry them anymore, Lord. I mean, I'm, I'm going to give them to you. I'm going to walk away. I'm not going to worry, and I'm going to allow you to handle that because you're a good shepherd. You, you provide for me, and you protect me, and you know what I need. And so, so God, I'm, I'm giving them to you. There they are. They're at your feet. Take care of it. And then you know what we do? God, are you just going to stand there? Are you not going to do anything with that? I mean, I thought you would have done something by now. I thought you would have solved this by now. I thought you would have taken care of this. Well, I know. If, if you're not going to do it, I'll do it. If you're not going to do it, I'll take it. And see, a lot of times what happens is, is we just come to that place in life where we cast our worries on him only to pick them up again. When he doesn't respond quick enough or he doesn't respond in the way that we think he should. When you look at this issue of worry, you've got to understand that it's a sign when you and I worry that we need to take our worries to him. We need to cast our anxieties. And oh, here's the interesting thing. He says, Simon Peter says in verse 7, he says, casting all, all your anxieties, all the thing that gives you worries, all the things that concern you, I mean, when you look at this issue, prayer is an incredible stress reliever. Whatever you're worried about right now, whatever you're carrying right now, I don't know what that is for you. I know what it is for me. I don't know what that is for you. 
You're willing. You're willing to take them. And lay them at his feet. And walk away and say, I'm not designed to carry that. And God, I, I need you to deal with that. I'm not going to give you a timetable. I'm not going to give you conditions. Lord, I'm not going to pick it up again if if you don't act quick enough. And God, when those worries come up again in my mind and I remember what I'm worried about, I'm going to remember where I cast them I'm going to remember where I place them and I'm going to remember they're at your feet and I'm going to remember that the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want I'm going to remember that you're a good shepherd that you care for me The only, the only reason that the only reason that Simon Peter was able to cast his anxieties on him, remember, because he cares for you. Last week I taught you a principle of what we know or what you know gets us through, what we know about God gets us through. And I'd like to add to that this week. What, what we know or what you know gets you through. What you don't know makes you blue. Isn't that really where our worries are? We're calculating the future without God. We're worried about some things that we really don't know. We're worried about some situations. And when, when you look at this, you just realize what you know gets you through. What you know about God gets you through. And what you don't know, if you're not careful, can, can make you blue. I mean, it's like stewing without doing. Just an incredible waste of energy. And so the third and the last thing is this about a shepherd is, is God guides a good shepherd guides, and here's this verse, Matthew chapter 6, verse 34. It's what Jesus said. He says, therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. And I've often thought about t- today is the tomorrow that you worried about yesterday. Listen, when you, when you worry, you don't do anything about yesterday. You can't control tomorrow you just mess up today if you're not careful the future can seem overwhelming to you because what we don't know can make us blue if we don't calculate God into our future and see this is what David was doing the Lord is the Lord is my shepherd Shall not want a shepherd would walk in <laughs> a shepherd would walk in front of the sheep. It's calculating God into your into your future. 
It's calculating God into your situation. I will walk through the valley of the shadow of death. What makes us worry is a shadow. I will walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. Why? For he is with me. That's what we know. His rod and his staff will will comfort me. It's essential for us to resist the temptation to, to worry. And the reason is, and that's the reason that God gave us life in these little bit pieces. And he gives it to, to us just in one little 24-hour increment at a time. That's why he helps us to understand, just learn to live one day at a time. That's what, that's what, that's what David was saying. I will walk. I will walk. It's, 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 it's the present tense. I will walk through the valley of the shadow of death, and he is with me. And that's why we have to pursue a close relationship with him. That's why we have to stay close to Jesus when we're discouraged. That's why we have to stay in the present circumstances. Matthew chapter 6, verse, verse 11, Jesus said in the, in the Lord's Prayer, Give us today, present tense, give us today our daily bread. Listen, there's enough that happens every day to cause us to worry. And that's why overcoming worry is a daily thing. Overcoming worry worry is like a daily choice. Unfortunately, I wish I could tell you that in the scriptures, there's like this silver, silver bullet. And there's this spiritual thing, there's this spiritual experience that if you could have, if you could do, then you would never worry again. Unfortunately, it doesn't work like that because we're totally dependent on the shepherd. And so it's a choice. Am I going to believe that the Lord is my shepherd? Am I going to believe that he is in control of my life? Because you know what? If I'm in control of my life, maybe I should be worried. But if if God is in control of your life, he can handle anything you walk through. He is a good shepherd. He loves you. He provides for you. He protects you. He guides you. So let me ask you, what, what, what are you worried about? What are you wondering about? How is this going to work out? How is this going to get taken care of? What is that one thing right now that is causing like a, when you think about it, you just get this, this pit in your stomach or you just this, this grinding in your, in your stomach. Listen, I don't know what you're going through right now, but that doesn't matter. God knows. God knows exactly what you're going through. God knows exactly what you're carrying. Your heavenly father already knows what you're going through, and he knows perfectly well what you need, and he will give them to you. If you will simply put him first place in your life, if, if you will allow him to be your shepherd, when you look at, when you look at this issue of the 23rd Psalm and, and you're already in your homes and you're looking at this and, and you can look at the 23rd Psalm and you can find how deeply personal it is. In these few verses, 17 times in six verses are the words I or my or me are used. I mean, this is intensely personal. The word you talking about God is used like five times he or his is about seven times. I mean, this, this psalm is about our relationship to a heavenly father. And let me just tell you, religion will not get rid of your stress. Religion will not get rid of your worry. Religion will not help you to stop worrying. 
you know what? You don't, you don't need religion. You need a shepherd. You need a relationship. You need to make him, Jesus, the good shepherd, your shepherd. You need to come to the place to where you just relate to him in a relationship with him. That's why David said, the Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. You can never find true satisfaction in life until you can come to the place and say, the Lord is my shepherd, and mean it. And then you can confidently say, I shall not want. Because I know he cares for me. I know he loves me. I, listen, I do not know what you're stressed out about today. I do not know what you're worried about. But here's what I, here's what I do know. Because what we know gets us through. And so here's what I know. God cares for you. God loves you. He cares about your stress. He cares about your worry. And he can help you. Is he the shepherd? Have you, have you come to the place in your life to where you've made him the Lord, the shepherd of your life? To you've asked him to come into your life and forgive you of your sins, give you the gift of of eternal life have, have you come to that place if you haven't come to that place would you, would, you, would you do that now just ask him dear Lord Jesus I ask that you come into my life that you forgive me of my sins that you give me the gift of eternal life dear Lord I want you to be savior and Lord of my life that I know I know you came to this earth fully God and fully man and you died on a cross for the forgiveness of my sins and on the third day you, were, you rose again. Maybe you know him and maybe maybe just for you Maybe you just need to be reminded that he is the good shepherd. The 23rd Psalm. The 23rd Psalm brings a lot of people a lot of comfort. It reminds us that he is in control. It reminds us that he loves us. This Psalm is commonly read and Difficult times in life, whether it's a funeral, some memorial service. Some have said it's the, it's the most popular psalm in all of Scripture. There's just something about this. Of just being reminded of who he is. So maybe whenever you're watching this, maybe you need to pray this as I read it. I'm going to read the total psalm here in a second. 
And maybe you need to make this a prayer. Maybe this next week you need to read the 23rd Psalm several times every day just to be reminded of who he is. We're going to camp in this psalm all the way through this season, and we're going to get everything out of it that we can to apply it to our life. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He, he restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you, speaking of the Lord, you are with me. And your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. He's talking about blessings. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. For I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. We talk a lot. We talk a lot about next steps here. Your question is, is what are your next steps? For some of you, you need to accept him and enter into a relationship with him. And we would love to know about that. You can email us at email us at fellowshiptherockies.org. And we would love to get you some information. We would love to help you. We would love to resource you spiritually. Some of you just need to be reminded that the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. And some of you may need to just trust him with your finances and and say, God, I'm going to trust you through this. And we're just going to give. Because we have a lot of people that we need to resource and that we need to help. Before we go, let me pray for you. Father, we thank you for your love and we thank you for your grace. Father, we just thank you for the power of your name. And Father, I ask that you would help us to understand that we were not designed to carry stress and anxiety and worry that we would know that you care for us and because we know that you care for us would that lead us to cast our worries cast our anxieties on you maybe right now would we just would you just mentally do that and maybe you just need to name them whatever that thing is that's giving you worry Whatever that thing is that's giving you stress, say, God, I cast that on you. I give that to you now. God, I pray that you would lead us, that you would guide us as your word teach us, and that we would follow.
For we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you guys. Love you guys. And I cannot wait till I can see you and hug you and high-five you. God bless you.